Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. This is America Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. What is going on? How's everybody doing? Good to see you. I know I haven't been around but Tony's been, uh, you know, holding up the world like Atlas. He's built like freaking Atlas, you know. So, uh, so there's a there's a no mistake that he can do something like that. Uh, Mr. Don Jeffries is not joining us today, but we do have the hardest working man in the alternative media joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. What is up, Charlie Robinson? What's going on? Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I always enjoy chatting with the two of you, and hopefully this time my power won't go out. <laughs> Like the last time, <laughs> that's up on the fringe. If you guys, uh, if you guys are wondering, uh, uh, um, Charlie's uh, power went out, but luckily, I had the wisest of all the wolves sitting next to me, and uh, and we were able to finish the broadcast. The dude himself, Mr. Tony Atterburn, say what's up. I'm so glad you're hosting. I, I prefer that. Um, I Why was. Is that? I'm, this is again having a great day uh it almost makes the apocalypse worth it i've got uh an hour of, of radio and podcasting to do with with you and the great charlie robinson the only thing would make it better would be don jeffries right if we were all here together in the immortal better. words of jeff spicoli you drive i'll navigate <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so there, there's so much uh stuff to talk about and if you guys <clears throat> want to talk about anything We'll do that. I mean, shit's going crazy, you know, but uh, in particular, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, and, and I had a, a, a diarrhea of text this morning to these both to both of these men uh, about stories that I was uh, picking up on. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting or whatever. But um, one thing that I really wanted to talk about was uh, the evacuation of the United States of America by the elite. People are running out of here. And we've talked about this before. Right. And uh, if you've. Um, <clears throat> Uh, tuned into different outlets in the alternative media. I'm sure they've talked about it, right? And um, people are running out of here. But now it's being admitted, right? <clears throat> it's not, I'm sorry about my voice, guys. Now it's being admitted into the mainstream that, um, you know, it's not just being covered in the alternative media. They're talking about people actively leaving the United States. There's a, a program called the, the Golden Ticket, you know? Like if it's Willy Wonka or something, right? The Golden Passport, right? You go get it. And um, you can go other places if you dish, if if you commit to investing millions of dollars, anywhere from one point one to to eleven million dollars or something like that, into this country, whatever whichever country you choose. Uh, countries like Malta are offering programs like this, and and Americans, wealthy Americans, are saying that um, it's due to uh, global warming, and it's due to the coronavirus and a volatile political atmosphere. Anyway, they have figured out that this, is, this isn't the place to be. And they're running out of here because they can. And they're leaving it here for us, for the people that can't run out of here. And they're let, letting all the, the illegal immigrants, the poor illegal immigrants coming here because they're shit out of luck anyway. The wealthy are out. Tony Atterberg, tell me about it. You know, Thomas Jefferson said that uh, merchants have no country. And I, I, I feel very mixed on this because I think you should be able to go wherever you want. I think there should be free access to most countries. And I believe in borders, but I also believe in, in free travel. Hmm. Um, but I look at this and it reminds me, I, I covered a story earlier this week. You know, you've got uh, uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, like these, like the old puppets in the balcony of, you know, making fun of everything and laughing at everybody. And I think, you know, these two guys represent uh, the wealthy, uh, the elite financial class in this country. And look at what they've accomplished, which is basically enriching themselves and not fighting for free markets, for sound money, 
for low taxes. They didn't, they didn't have those fights. They fought for regulation. They fought for crony capitalism. And now when all of those chickens are coming home to roost, they're going to bail. And that's what it looks like to me. I'm all for free travel. I'm all for getting a second passport. I, you know, if I could afford one, I mean, Charlie's covered this extensively on macroaggressions. And so I, I'm fine with that in the libertarian aspect. But these, you know, if financially elitist, they are, again, bailing on the United States, not going to see it through. Because I, I think Thomas Jefferson was right in many ways that merchants have no country. And uh, we're going to get all of us, uh, the taxpayers and the people that fight the wars and uh, you know, do uh, keep keep the lights on. We're going to have to uh, right. fit the bill for what they've done. Let's call it what it is, right? The poor, the middle class, right? The the ninety nine point nine percent, right? Whatever whatever you label you want to put on it, it's us. It's we the people that uh, you know uh, scripted on top of the Constitution. These we are the people that are going to pay for this. We are the people that are going to get left behind. Um, it, it's it's not a good deal. Charlie Robinson is expert in all of this. What's going on, sir? Well, remember, we used to kind of shake our heads when the elites were buying bunkers in New Zealand. We thought, oh, what do they know that we don't know? They're buying land with airstrips and things like that. Then New Zealand turned into maybe the worst place to escape to. (laughs) And so we thought, well, suckers, you spent all your money on that. But the idea of having another option um, with regard to where where you plant your flag has always been appealing. And I've talked to, you know, I've talked to uh, several people in this industry. I've got a, um, a, a, a guy named Mike Cobb has come on my show before. He is the owner of ECI Development. They build residential housing, vacation homes in Panama, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Belize, and they're working on a project in Mexico. And in conjunction with that, They also have another program that sells investments in teak uh, trees. They would buy, he'd buy a hundred acres and plant teak on a 25 year schedule and then sell off parcels of that. And when you own that parcel, um, you became eligible to apply for residency. And then there was about 5,000, you know, the parcels were maybe like 20 grand each. And then there's 25 to 35, I think, is is where where the pricing was. It's a great investment. It takes it takes a while for it to pay off, but then another five thousand dollars in legal fees, and you had the option for residency. And what Mike was talking to me about was this. He says, "Listen, when the shit hits the fan, the problem is not necessarily getting out. The problem is wherever you go, how long can you stay?" And so these people are starting to plan accordingly. Now, if you're if you're a David Rockefeller type internationalist, this has always been your plan. George Soros has is not a isn't anchored to any one country. These are globalists thinking of the world as theirs. And I, and to an extent, I'm I'm you know I, I kind of I'm with Tony on this. Like I feel like we should be able to go wherever we want to go. I believe in borders, but you should have the ability to free travel. In fact, that the concept of passports. It's relatively new within the last hundred years. So before it was like you could just go wherever you wanted and it didn't exist. But now people are starting to think, well, you know, when we build the wall, walls work both ways. They keep you in, too. (laughs) So so in in America, it had always been, well, we'll build this wall to keep every all these people out from coming in. Okay, that's great. As long as America is where you want to be. But when America stops being the final destination and you want to get out, you better hope that that wall isn't there <laughs> or, or there's going to be a, a reverse. Of course, ladders exist. So with, with that <laughs> into consideration, but, um, Put one up on top of each other, let's go, let's yeah. go. But, the, but the idea of the golden passport, um, citizenship by investment, these things have been a, around for a while. Uh, I am a subscriber to Sovereign Man, uh, their newsletter by Simon Black, who talks a lot about second passports, passports by investment, passport by nationality, passports by, and and, and they're all a little different. Some of them are just straight up bribes. It's just like you invest 300 grand in like St. Kitts and Nevis, and we'll give you a passport. Others are, well, you got to you got to buy a certain amount of real estate or you've got to have some sort you've got to be here at least twice a year or once every 5 years so every country's a little bit different uh some of them have found this to be a 
fantastic revenue source for them. Uh, so some of the smaller islands in the Caribbean that don't really have a whole lot of uh, natural economy going on has found something that they can generate revenue with, and that is citizenship in their country, even though the people may, may or may not ever live there full time. It doesn't matter to them. So you can you can invest in, in a couple different ways. Puerto Rico, of course, has changed their tax code to lure people there. So there's a lot of... We're, as we move into this digital society, not everybody, of course, but uh, more and more people will have the ability to become digital nomads, as they say. And that is going to be appealing. You're starting to see countries that are saying, hey, well, we'll give you a six-month visa to come, come here. Uh, come stay, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you, maybe you like it, maybe you want to move here permanently. So, so it's an interesting time where, where immigration, passports, visas, residency, all of these things are going to become a topic of conversation depending on where you are currently planting your flag. Because you listen, if you're, if you're in under a jurisdiction of a crooked government, and I would say in America, we are, you are subject to the whims of politicians that can deem your bank account has been closed due to wrong think and they confiscate your money in there. And now what do you do? <laughs> now you go, this is 1939 Poland. I better get out. You know, <laughs> can you get out? Well, you're going to have to plan ahead. So we're in the we're in the stages where people are starting to think about this stuff. And, you know, frankly, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think everybody should be exploring these options just to see what's out there. Just in case, um, just in case you got to go somewhere. But let's talk about what they're citing here. You know, let's talk about why. Right. The the, the why. Why these people are, are running out of here. And it's the elite that are able to do it. This is my problem with it, Charlie. We should all be able to do it. But we can't. And it's been right. set up that way for a long, 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 long time. Right. And these people have positioned themselves, uh, put themselves in a position where they can do this stuff. Right. And it's it's it, the game is rigged, in my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. The game is rigged. We are not allowed to move uh, uh, through the different levels of, uh, you know, social economic status. In reality, we were allowed to they funnel some people and some people crack the top ceiling just to let uh, to, to build the illusion that uh, everyone can do this. Everyone cannot do this. If everybody was able to do this, the system would collapse. They need us to be at a particular level. Just me. So let's talk about why this is happening, right? First, they cite uh, climate change. I want to talk about climate change. I want to get your guys' opinion on climate change. And I know here in the alternative media, uh, most people look at it as if it's a scam. There's no climate change, whatever, whatever. I'm not quite sure anymore. Okay. Uh, just, just from personal experience, there hasn't been a real winter here in New York in quite some time. We get it. We get, we get some, some cold, some cold days. And then it's, it's freaking spring again, just like that. Like, I mean, it, it, and I understand, you know, there was an ice age at one point, right. And, and, and we weren't around and we weren't pushing freaking cars and all that other stuff. Right. But there are natural cycles and that's what I'm most, uh, uh, thinking about the natural cycles, not necessarily the man-made, uh, the man impact on, on these things, man-made impact on these things. But I, I want to get your opinion. Climate change, they're leaving because of climate change. That's one. Give me something, Tony. Well, climate change is real. And how I know this is I can go outside and look up in the sky <laughs> and I see them geoengineering <laughs> right, right. the climate. So oh. they do change the climate. I mean, you know what? This that's is a really good point. That's a really good point. And, and, and their drought, I'm sorry to cut you off, Tone, but if I don't say it right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it, right? Um, they're reporting all these droughts out in, 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 in the West Coast. You know, that, that, that uh, um, water is, is, uh, is drying up everywhere, apparently. And, I, and immediately what I thought of, why can't they just fix this? Why can't they just make it rain? Because they can, admittedly, but um, they haven't. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, because they're doing it. I mean, it's a massive... Manhattan style project that's international. Yeesh. I mean, I, I follow these uh, posts on Instagram. I, I saw one from Slovakia that's pu putting mm. up chemtrails. I mean, it just looks like my backyard and here in the Ozarks. So, no, they again, you know, this is another <laughs> the, these climate activists and these elitists uh, pushing their agenda uh, once again. And then when things come to fruition, things don't look so great here in the good old U.S. of A. They're just going to bail. 
Um, and of course, they're going to have these uh, passport programs for the elite. But I'm all look, look, Billy, I'm all for the political class. The political elite should have a this should be no fees for them to have passports to get the hell out of here. I'm sure there'll be a lot of trips to Israel and China if we could just get all of these all of these political hacks and goblins and get them just get look I, I'll pay it. Uh, let's everybody sponsor a politician. We'll get them to go to their country of origin or to the country uh, that they <laughs> that they serve most, which is not the United States. I, would, I think we could all agree uh, that we have a, a crisis here in this country of of the, the leadership not serving the people. So I'm all about yeah. those people getting out. I'll sponsor Ted Cruz. Matt Gates, uh, he had a Canadian passport up until 2014, Billy. Sorry. <laughs> what do you think about it, uh, Charlie? What do you think about what, where's what's your stance on uh, on uh, climate change? So I think what really gets people emotional about climate change is that they're they're focused on the wrong thing. What they're really upset about is pollution. And I think that that is a legitimate thing, polluting the rivers, pol polluting the ocean, pol you know, coal, power plants, belching, all this stuff. Right. That's what, you know, that's what people are really upset about. C climate change, the carbon in the atmosphere, that's a gigantic scam. That's right. part of a global carbon tax scam that the that was written about in 1971 by the club of Rome talking about how they were going to create the concept of global warming as the carrot that would convince everybody to push into a one world government. They wrote, they wrote about it. It's a book called the limits to growth and in, in Maurice strong helped to produce it. And you can, you can read the book and, and you go, Oh, okay. Well, it's laid out right there. They're going to use the, the, the pretext of global warming. They, you know uh, it was global warming back then before it, before, right, before right. the temperatures start going down and then they said, well, oh, we can't <laughs> use that. So we'll just call it climate change because we're covered both ways. So it, that component of it is a total scam. But like Tony said, there there is, is the climate changing? Yeah, but not because there's too much pollution in the atmosphere due to our our cars and everything because the Icelandic volcano from 10 years ago put more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than all of mankind's uh, output combined. So <laughs> it's, you know, we can, we can take our carbon footprint to zero and then one volcano goes off in Iceland and it's all for nothing. So that's a scam, right? But they are manipulating the weather a hundred percent. Yeah. have been doing that for decades they are changing the weather they are spraying the skies it used to be you conspiracy theorists with your tinfoil hats and then john brennan went and sat in front of a house panel and talked about the cia's atmospheric aerosol injection program and put it on the record so it is there it's been happening those streaks that you see not every day maybe where you live or you know but those streaks that you see that spread out that's th those chemtrails those are real yeah. Those are those are those are man-made because they're manipulating the weather. They're putting dangerous chemicals out there: barium, aluminum, all, all kinds of chemicals out there. It's contributing to the to the droughts. Um, they're manipulating the weather, like just like Billy said. You could you could make it rain in California if you wanted to. Right. Hell, China made it not rain during the Olympics. The Olympics, right? Okay, so it, <laughs> the, the technology is out there. Let's not pretend that that it doesn't exist. If they wanted to put those fires out. They could do it, but they're not going to tell you that they can do that because they have big, big plans for these sorts of things. So, so this is a this is only a secret to those that are that aren't aren't really paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, but that but but climate change is this catch-all term, you know that that is going to be used forever for the rest of our lifetimes. We're going to hear this because the globalist component of this world, they have talked about how this is going to be. The feet, it's it's going to accomplish two tasks. First of all, it's the pretext to, you know, global problems require global solutions. This is such a huge problem. We can't tackle this with just America. We have to have all the countries involved in tackling this, which makes it a global problem, which pushes you right into globalism in this one world government component. They know this. That's why they talk about it like that. That's why when you go back and you can research all, you can look at all these speeches that they give 
And there's that same line in there. Global problems require a global solution. That's how they push you in. So it's it's the pretext for the one world government. But on top of that, the carbon tax system that they plan to sell offsets, cap and trade. You know, we talked about this. Al Gore, Maurice Strong, Ken Lay, they're all working on this stuff. That This is going to make central banking look like peanuts, the amount of money that they, they generate from this. So they've talked about how the revenue stream coming from the carbon tax system, the carbon marketplace, check the carbon marketplace set up in Chicago by Obama um, with the backing of Maurice Strong. Watch how this these carbon offsets getting involved with Goldman Sachs and Citigroup who have financed this to come in there and allow you to create a brand new casino game that they control that's going to throw off trillions of dollars over the life of it. And it's not going into, it's not going to fix the skies. It's going into their pockets. They're taxing us. They'll, the plan is they'll tax us and then use that money too. And we'll go to, to fix the climate and they'll go, yeah, as far as you know, it'll go right into their pockets. So it's a gigantic scam, but it's, but it's got, all the fingerprints of Tavistock Institute involved in it, you know, where it's like the manipulation where you get people chaining themselves to the to each other and laying down in the street or dumping blood on them. you know, all this stuff. <laughs> this is what you do. This is how you ramp it up. You you crank up the insanity. You get low IQ, uninformed people to get very emotional about it. And then you just send them off. And then in the end, it's not going to be the government that's that's checking you because the government can't check everybody necessarily. It's going to be your neighbor. It's going to be the neighbor that called the police on you for uh, during Thanksgiving because there are too many cars in your driveway and they thought you were having a COVID super spreader event. Yeah. Just think when that neighbor thinks that you're destroying the planet by having too many cars there. The, it's This is the system that we're moving into. So the climate change component is dangerous, but not for the reasons that they'll tell you it's dangerous. It's dangerous because it's one step closer to a world government. Very good. Very good. Very good breakdown. I like that. Um, Maurice Strong, I think he's dead, right? He's dead. Yep. Yeah, he he died. Um, uh, you know, he, he was uh, George Soros before George Soros was George Soros. I mean, just for just for the alternative community, right? The boogeymen, right? They, they line up like that. Maurice Strong. George Maurice Soros. Strong was hired by David Rockefeller at, 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 to work at the United Nations when he was 17 years old incredible and then was put into positions where he started energy companies in canada and elsewhere but mostly canada right. and what do you know just happened to be really successful and make billions of dollars i wonder how that happened uh, it, was, it was it was all hard work charlie very hard work and um and of course after after uh what is it uh soros who's still popular we have we have a uh, boogeyman uh what is it uh bill gates he's he's the newest uh boogeyman even i mean these people have been around for some time but they promote them it's like the wwe they put the world title on them for some time you know and they get to be the top guy so that now it's uh it's uh mr gates you know not not our mr gates they're mr gates and uh who else right osama bin laden held held the title for a little while we have boogeymen that that hold an era for a bit you know a couple of years and then they switch them up uh, Maurice Strong was one of them. But let's talk about uh, the coronavirus, you know, and because they're citing this as a reason that they want to leave the United States. Right. And and uh, Bill Gates, uh, you know, the boogeyman of the time is currently um, saying that there's there's going to be more, more pandemics, you know, along with Fauci, more. We're going to have more that it, it hasn't passed and they're going to be worse, you know, uh, uh, deadlier. Uh, than they were before, and we need to look out for that. Is that one of the reasons these people are leaving? Do they know something that we don't? They're going to go somewhere where they don't have to put up with the nonsense, right? Like uh, even here, we saw it amongst uh, well, the most affluent people, but but uh, also some of the middle class. There there are people that have left uh, my my apartment building and never came back after the coronavirus. They just went somewhere else. So uh, the wealthy are leaving. As a result of this, at least this is one of the things that they're citing. Tony, what do you think? You think we're going to see more of this stuff? Well, I mean, if all else fails, uh, Fauci and Bill Gates can go to work for the psychic hotline. They seem to know things before they happen. It's just really uncanny. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that uh, we're going to see more mm. of the scandemics and lockdowns. And you give the government a taste 
of that, that social control. They're not going to yeah. give up that. I mean, yeah, you'll. I think right now we have a little bit of a, of a pause uh, so that these coalitions that have been built and the grassroots movements will kind of wane and they'll just relax a little bit. That way, mm -hmm. when they come back, they'll be fresh. And so... <laughs> Uh, that, that's again, I, I think the the elite know this because they're part of that um, in this whole passport issue. So, yeah, I mean, it, th this is not going away. Uh, Bill Gates just put out a book about how to stop the next pandemic, you know, and, and I thought that was funny because uh, obviously <laughs> that wouldn't suit him or his or his goals or any. I mean, he would who would be on TV all the time telling us wearing sweaters, telling us about uh, how the next wave is going to be the worst thing. It's like O.J. Simpson, if I had done it, right? <laughs> if I had done it, right. Well, and I want to say, too, you know, Charlie was right. that He just he talked about low IQ, emotional people. I right. think that just describes the last three or four years. Just because mm. everywhere is low IQ. I mean, you see the NPCs rolling out. I mean, it's it's the, the vaccine and then it's uh, Ukraine. I mean, now it's Roe. Roe v. Well, we could talk about that, too. I mean, just on, just in time for the birthday of the Illuminati, you get this. And it's like yeah, they did the same thing with... Uh, Osama bin Laden, you know, uh, the, the poll numbers for uh, Barack Obama were were in the tank or were, were trending downwards. And all of a sudden he comes out and says, oh, we, we killed bin Laden, you know, and Joe Biden got to go around and says GM's alive and bin Laden's dead. And that's how they you know, went through, into 2012. Well, they were going to have a really bad year coming into 2022. Mm. And uh, right again, the, I'm pretty sure is on the Sunday is when they released this thing, which was May 1st. And May you 1st. You're right. Exactly wow. right. right. They were, they released it. And, and so it does a couple of things, you know, and I'd love to get your, you guys' take on this, but it does a couple of things that it makes the right feel like they won. So they kind of go back and say, Oh, we're good. You know, we're going to win the midterms and look at what we've done at row and the Supreme court's working. And then the left gets really animated. I mean, cause they need this thing. I mean, they've yeah. got to have the child sacrifice stuff going on. So they, they're going to get all animated and then that drives their base. Uh, but the real goal here, I think, and I'd love to see your take on this. Uh, but I, I, I think the real goal is to stack the Supreme court. They need that political capital. FDR didn't have it in the thirties. He tried to do it. He almost got it over the, the goal line, but things have changed a lot in this country. There's no constitutional number for Supreme court justices. And most people don't know that we've had six, nine, 12 at different times in our history. They want to stack it for a permanent coalition. I think this gives them the uh, the capital to do that. That's my opinion. Charlie, I'm throwing it to you in just a second. I want to say what's up to Wayne McCroy in the chat. What's up, Wayne? How you doing? And of course, um, I want to talk to, what is it? Oh, Chris Graves. Chris, I'm going to get at you in just a second. He says, uh, like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, they, they switch up the boogeyman, Bin Laden, uh, Saddam, Castro, Medea, Pee Wee Herman, Seacrest, et cetera. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm, I'm going to send you an email. Um, go ahead, Charlie. Give me your thoughts, man. Well, look, the the Supreme Court, it, the irony that we're we're having a discussion about abortion for women when we just nominated a Supreme Court justice who can't tell you what a woman is. I mean, we're we are in clown world here and they want to add more people to this. They want to add more of these candidates. I Look, I had never been on the on the left side or the right side. I, I just never really connected with either of those. I'm drifting to the right side for, for sure. Not just because I'm in favor of sanity. And I feel like the loony left has gone off the deep end. The the anything you can get they're so easy to rile up too. You just take away whatever, you know, perceived toy they have, whether it's, you know, they want to, I want it, you know, you would just say, listen, the Republicans in Florida said you can't talk to young children about sexuality and whatever the Republicans want. The Democrats have to be against it. Right. The, the low like we're talking about the emotional low IQ people. So if you're saying, listen, I don't want you talking to five year olds about sexuality. Their position has to be. But I want to talk to six, five and six year olds about my about my sexuality. And you go, why do you want to do that? That's totally that's totally unusual. That's real. That's groomer behavior. So. The right has made the left have to take a position on these things, which is actually kind of strategically nice. It's made that it's exposed them to make them insane, you know, to make them look insane. You say, well, listen, we're just going to get rid of, uh, you know, we're just going to make it so it's a state's right thing for abortion. They're like, I want to be able to abort my baby up to the day it's born. And then maybe even a week afterwards, you go, OK, good. I just wanted you to be on the record with that as your position because you sound insane. 
when you do that. The problem is that the megaphone that the mainstream corporate media gives is to the left. So they can normalize that insanity by just talking about it constantly saying, oh, this is a totally reasonable position. You should be allowed to abort your baby up to, you know, 30 days after it's born. Why? Well, of course not. You know, and then you start to hear this in the media and you go, am I on drugs or something? What is happening here? Why is this even a conversation? So the media of course, is playing their role in normalizing insanity. And the rest of us that are just sort of logical, decent, observant people are watching us going, I can't believe this is the hill you want to die on. You want to, the hill that the left wants to die on is, I absolutely, positively want to talk to five-year-olds about sexuality. And I absolutely positively must be able to abort my baby whenever I choose to that that's your that's what you're going into 2022 with good luck to you but it but it's but it is about stacking the supreme court it, it's about it's about saying well listen you know let's get the left all riled up and then make them demand they're going to demand that we uh, expand the court and we will, and maybe maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the plan. But but as it stands right now, that if that is the plan, they better step on it because they are going to lose and lose badly in 2022. Because there is a, a huge segment of the population that wants nothing to do with this, unless of course they've got some election tricks up their sleeve, which I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. We know that these voting booths can be rigged. We know that. We've known that for. 15 years. Uh, it's just a matter of, do they want to do it again? So it's a really interesting time. It's insanity being normalized on the left. And, um, but I don't think it's a very popular, I don't think it's a winning strategy, frankly. I think they're, they're going to find that that is, that is, uh, not very appealing. Uh, Disney saw what happened to their stock price when they, weighed in on this and, and, and decided to get political in Florida, it cratered 30%. Netflix's uh, stock price year to date, not, not 12 months, but four months is down 68%. They've lost $230 billion worth of market cap just yeah. in four months because people are voting with their dollars and they're saying, we're just not interested in this woke, weird stuff that you're pushing on the left. And so uh, if they want to make this happen, they're going they they know when the elections are they're going to need to to do it pretty quick so keep your eyes open right right um i i don't disagree with a lot of that um my my thing is i i think you know that there's there's a lot of dimensions to this you know it's it's a really complicated <clears throat> situation right when uh when they pull something like this and quite frankly i don't, I don't even really like to talk about it you know <laughs> tone knows you know but um uh, it's it's going it's a last ditch effort to to get the left you know um riled up to get them to come out and vote in 2022 because like like uh like you said charlie it's it's a wrap right everybody thinks it at this point right that even even they're admitting it right that that um meaning the left it's not going to be a, a good election cycle for them right but but this may change things and and while over here in the alternative media, we, we, we look at these things and, and say, OK, well, nobody's going to pay attention to that. Nobody's going to go for this. There are people that will go for it. You know, there are people that that will get up and, and vote as a result of that. Like, I, I'm just telling you because I'm around it. You know, I, I, this is I'm here in New York and, and I hear nine times out of 10, I can't speak what I want to speak. Because I will get, you know pumbled you know I, I was at a conference um last weekend and there was a presentation going on talking about you know uh gender fluidity and a couple of other things and and um one person re re referred to themselves as they they and listen i don't have a problem with anything you want to do you want to dress up like a man dress up like a man you want to be a woman be a, I, I don't care what you want to do just don't try to change my reality right and I was going to raise my hand and say, hey, like, I mean, because it was it was a female. Right. And she was like, you know, um, when I referred to myself as they people are expecting a lot of people. And I was like, you know, 
I wonder why that is, that, that they're expecting a lot of people because you're one person. There's something wrong. I hate to say it. There, there, there's something very wrong going on. There, there, this is, there, there's something wrong. But I, can't, I am in a minority here in New York. I mean, a, a minority amongst my peers, amongst my friends, not necessarily amongst my family, but in New York City in general, I am in a big minority. So I, I see how people think and what they want and how they act. And this is why I don't ignore it because I see it, you know, and I'm like, damn, you know, these people really feel like this is the thing and they're all good people. They just want to accommodate and they want to make people feel included. And they're, you know, we, we can't, we can't lose sight of that. And I think this is part of what's going on. Right. It's insanity masquerading as manners. Like, yes, I'm going to be polite and refer to you by your pronouns that you wish because you seem like a decent person and I don't want to upset you because you've done nothing to accept me. But the problem is you're normalizing insanity. Yeah. If you're referring to yourself as they or Zimzer, you're an idiot. You're just, you're just an idiot. You're, you're playing a game. You're doing, you're going along to get along. You're, you're participating in all this stuff. But I, but just, I think it's important for those people. I think, I think it's important for they to understand that the second you refer to yourself as they or Zimzer, my brain automatically discounts everything that comes after that. Right, right. I'm just I mean, not going to take it seriously. I'm not going to refer. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to refer to you by your ridiculous pronouns. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take you seriously. I'm not going to say, "Oh, okay. Well, well, this is a serious person. Let's listen to what they have to say." Clearly, they're about to say something really riveting here. I mean, I might listen to it for just for the, you know, just to to kind of goof on it and laugh at it. But, 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 but it's important for those people to realize that when you when you have when you start doing that stuff you run the risk a very real risk of not being taken seriously being everything that you say from that point on people are just going I, I i don't i don't know what you're talking about because it's not it, it's not a real thing it's cultural marxism being injected in as a ploy to destroy the fabric of society, destroy identity. We're all just nothing now. In, in, in the summer of 2021, the United States House of Representatives passed a rule saying that you cannot use the terms mother, father, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, grandfather, in the house. Of, in the house. You can't refer to the family. Right. You can't use those terms. So where, where does that go? First, you can't. The, first, the names used to describe the family dissolve, and then what happens? Then the family dissolves. If you can't, if there's no no words in Orwell's Newspeak used left over to describe the family, then 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 what is a family? And and so it's right now it's just laughable, but it's it's a path. It's a dark path that they're taking people. And I don't think, I don't think the vast majority of people understand how dangerous this is right now. It's just kind of like, Oh, those pronoun people and their ridiculousness. I get that. And I laugh at them too, but, but it is, it's heading down a place where you, you it, it's, it's dis, dismantling piece by piece, the fabric of our society. And we need to be paying attention to that. Yeah. I think it's something we need to address. Um, the only, the only, I mean, you're right. You're, you're right, Charlie, in, in large part. The only thing that, that, that I would add, while, I mean, and this is true for every, every uh, group or, 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 you know, section of society, some of these people are far from idiots. Far from, you know, they, they really, really smart people that want to push their agenda. And they're being very effective at it because they have us talking about it right now, you know, and, and um, while there may be some mental illness there, right? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use stupid to describe them, even though they call themselves they and all this other stuff. Um, uh, they, they're, they're, uh, smart they're committed they're driven and they're going to change you see they're a minority here 
they're a minority in this country, but they've managed to change things because they're so freaking vocal and, and, and they don't stop. They just keep going. There, there was an article that, that, that I sent you guys this morning. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Look, look, and this is from the Daily Mail. My guy, um, my guy from the UK sent this to me from Spain. Sorry. Uh, uh, government funded report urges N- NHS to use terms chest feeding and frontal birth instead of breast and vaginal. So we're doing away with, with sex, right? With gender, there's been a redefinition of the word of the term gender. It's been redefined, right? On purpose. Now, um, doing away with that, eventually going to uh, a brave new world scenario, in my opinion, you know, right? Genderless. Every, there is no gender. They want you to address people as, instead of saying, if you walk into a room and say, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I do all the time when I'm, when I'm introing the show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, what's up, people? How are y'all doing? What's going on? You know, to avoid offending anyone. And the thing is, this is very simple in my opinion. There's male and there's female. And that's all there, there's, there's ever been. You know, and, and, and I, feel, I feel really bad for people that are trapped in a body that doesn't correspond to what their mind is telling them. That must really suck, you know, and, and I feel really bad for that. But um, and, and I want to help and, and do whatever it is I can, but don't impose on me a different reality. I am I am seeing a woman. I, I shouldn't have to call you anything else. You, 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 you are a woman. And but you're telling me you're not right. And one more thing before, before I, I move on, I'm going to get Tony's uh, thoughts on this for closing. Um, let's say me, Charlie, Tony are in a room and there's a woman in the room with us that calls herself Dan, right? We have to call her Dan. She thinks she's a man. The room burns down. We are burnt to a crisp, unrecognizable, right? They're going to do DNA testing. They're not going to say there were three men and a woman in that room. It'll be four men, four men, four males in that room. That's the way it's going to go down. But everything is just being shifted on us. It's, 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 it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so many people are, are, are going along with it. At least here in New York, you know, that I'm just like, I, I don't know what to think and what to say anymore. What's up, Tom? Well, and then that coroner would get fired for misgendering somebody after the fact. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's there's now 666 genders. Billy, right, right, right. I think you need to uh, to understand that. No, it's kind of like the episode from The Office where uh, Andy goes to anger management. And he comes back. He says, now my name's Drew. I got a new name. And he tells Jim. Jim says, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to call you that. And I, I think that's, uh, again, and, and some, those of us who are sane, know that this is all about cultural Marxism. It's really about destruction of, of societal norms. And uh, again, that's just going to create a vacuum. It's going to be filled by totalitarians. This is, a, I mean, this is old. This is a story that goes back for, since the dawn of time. And um, I just look at this and I think, you know, we have all these norms in place and uh, they're being destroyed by cultural Marxism. And in a, in a sick sort of fatalistic way, I'm okay with it. Because the federal government is hiring these people. They're hiring the, the Zimzers and all this stuff. Eventually, there'll be a Zimzer and, and head of the FBI, and they'll never leave their offices. They'll just be doing sensitivity training in infinity. And so I'm fine with that. I mean, I, at some level, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, you'll have the Department right. of Homeland Security will just be there all the time. There'll be so many new conferences, and they, they'll have to, the, the more woke they go, the, I guess the only thing I have to really worry about is if we, if somebody in a red state cancels drag swing drag queen story time that'll get nuked so I mean, that's that's the downside but the federal government i'm, I'm fine just let it let them let it all fall to to cultural marxists hire the first not the best i'm all for it now that way you know hey 
who are they going to audit? They won't, they, they'll, they'll just be doing sensitivity training and, and trying to figure out and, you know, ponder their own navel and all the stuff that they do. And so I, I guess at some level I'm, I'm a fatalist and uh, we'll see how this plays. I, I don't welcome it in the sense that I think it's bad for society, but since it's already going on, I just, let's just, you know, put the pedal down. Let's go to go. Uh, what is it? Down the waterfall without a, with, you know, without a life jacket or, or anything. Let's just go see what happens. Charlie, closing thoughts, bro. What do you think about this, man? I mean, I know you, you said quite a bit, but I want you to respond to anything uh, that we've said. If you, Look, if you I, have I have a lot of empathy for people, like you yeah. said, Billy, that are that are born in, in the wrong body or maybe they're born and they have both sets of sexual organs. I can't imagine right. how traumatizing that would be, how confusing that would be. You get to high school, you got to change in. I mean, it it's all bad, right? right. But that is such a small percentage yeah. right. of the population. And for those people, I'm not in favor. I mean, you know, don't be mean to them, don't be jerky to them. You know, they they've got it. But that's not who we're talking about, and it's not the gay community too. Let's be clear. I think the gay community sees this and goes, "We're this is this is yeah, busy a clear work. difference." I think anyway. we're not interested in it. Like we're, 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 you know, like they're the gay community is like, look, we're gay. We're, we've been fighting hard to be taken seriously because right. we're, we're just like everybody else. We, we just have a different sexual preference, but we're just like everybody else. And we want to be taken seriously and they should be taken seriously. And frankly, I think they are taken seriously. They are <laughs> massive contributors to society. But I think they look at this, and I'm not obviously I'm not the spokesperson for the gay community, but I but I I do I do know some gay people that go, we don't want anything to do with this. They're because it's 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 almost like it's it's reflecting poorly on them. And they're like, we've we fought too hard for our equality and for our you know to, our rights to be taken seriously. And you guys are coming in and you're changing your gender after recess and you want to give puberty blockers to seven-year-olds and everything. They're not in, the gay community is not in favor of this. This is a radical sect of the left that does not represent all of the left clearly. Right. And they've been weaponized. They've been elevated. They've been given a platform for their crazy ideas. It's been normalized. The media has pretended that this is not insanity because the media is pushing this agenda. And in at its core, it it drives yet another wedge between people. It breaks us up into smaller and smaller groups right. at a time when we should all be coming together and fighting against the powerful, the, the psychopath class that are keeping us down. I like that. They found another way to split us up and get us fighting with each other. So it's, it's brilliant from a social control standpoint. And it's a tactic, like Tony said, it's been going on for for the dawn of time, they found ways to get us fighting with each other and split us up into smaller and smaller groups. And this is just another divisive tactic. And we're walking into this trap to a certain extent, but we have to, we have, we, we have to push back against some of this because before long, you know, they're, they're trying to normalize, you know, Tom DeLay said this about a dozen years ago on an art, in a, in a, in a video that I saw, it was like the, I think it was like, I don't know what his title was, minority speaker That's or something. He, yeah, yeah. He 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 said they're trying to normalize 12 perversions. And and everyone's like, what? And he's like, including uh pedophilia and bestiality. And I remember the interviewer, it was like on like Meet the Press or something like that. The interviewer was like, What are you talking about? He's like, he said, I'm in the meetings. I've sat wow. in the meetings. I wow. know what they're talking about. I'm not telling you I think this is happening. I'm telling you this is happening. This is happening. Wow. So so here we are a dozen years later. And you know, listen, I, I don't trust any politician, but I think Tom DeLay might have been right about this. I think he was sitting in those meetings. I think he was saying, I see this going a, a, a very unhealthy direction and I'm trying to sound the alarm bells. And so here we are. So it's important for us to pay attention to what is happening. It's, it's important for us to talk to our kids about it too, because they're, they're really susceptible to this. And that's, that's probably the most, the most devious part of this whole thing. Do you have that, Charlie? Do you have that anywhere? Oh, I'm I'm sure you can find it. You can if you search on, on any video platform, search Tom Delay Twelve Perversions. You'll find wow. it. It's a clip. Yeah. Let's release the hounds, Chris Graves, and everybody else. Go 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 find that if you can, and uh, and uh, email it to Don or, or or one of us. Or you know, I'd I'd love to see that. That is insane. And I want to say it was like 2010, 2009, yeah. around there. Yeah. Right. That time frame.
Beautiful, beautiful. Gammy, I see you in the, in the chat. What's up, Gammy? You're always here. We appreciate you. Let me let me shout out the chat real quick. Actually, let me read Gammy's uh, comment, and then I want to comment on it. Then I'll hit the chat. Then we'll get up out of here. Uh, we got 10 minutes. He says, what's scary is uh, they're going to get people who don't know any better to rely on underground doctors. And we're in the middle of a drug crisis. And I think he's absolutely right, right? So this is going to happen if, if, uh, if all of this goes down, right? If they overturn Roe, um, what's going to happen is they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, the, the states are going to have the right to, to choose what's going to happen here. And of course, everybody's going to come to New York to get their abortions. Um, and but uh, good luck if you're in Kentucky, right? And you can't get out of there or in Texas, right? And and there's going to be an underground economy for this sort of thing, inevitably, you know. And what's going to happen is it's just like guns, you know what I mean? Laws aren't going to stop people who want to get guns. It's just not. They're going to go get them, right? Regardless, if somebody's going to commit a crime with a gun and they need one, they're going to go get one regardless of how illegal it is. Same thing with an abortion. Um, and, um, you know, it, people are going to go underground to, to get them and uh, not necessarily the most sanitary conditions. People are going to die, right? And uh, this is all a reality. This is all that's happening. So I, I, I agree with that, Gammy. I, I agree with you. Tony, let me get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Uh, again, I think this is the the powers that the states always had after Roe in 1973. You know, there's a, a little known historical blip that happened uh, in the mid 2000s with Ron Paul. He had a bill called H.R. 300. And what it did was it's just a simple up and down vote because in the Constitution, and I believe I'm doing this from memory, I think it's Article 2, Section 3. It allows the Congress to overturn a federal ruling. You have to have you have to have the signature of the president. It has to be a bill that's passed, but it's just simple up or down. It's not a, it doesn't have to be a supermajority. Um, and then the pro-life lobby crushed it. They didn't want that. They had a Republican Senate, Republican Congress, Republican president. Not going to be signed. Um, the states have always really had this power to do mm -hmm. this, to exercise this. Conservatives have chosen to get, you know, a, elect a president who may or may not, but probably won't put a Supreme Court justice in to overturn. It's been 50 years but they still haven't done it, right? So I, I don't think it's going to change much. In the state that you're already in, if you're in a blue state, it, it, that's, there's nothing going to change. If you're in a more um, conservative state, uh, like Texas will change a little bit, maybe. There'll be a little bit more restriction, but it won't be zero. And I don't think almost no state will be zero abortions. There will still be abortions. It'll just be early, you know, first trimester stuff. That's what I think. Uh, but the states have always had this power. I, I, I think it's a, it's driving people insane. The, the Supreme Court is just affirming what pretty much anybody who studied the Constitution already knew. That there is no, I mean, the, the Supreme Court in 73 under the Warren Court ruled that privacy was the issue behind abortion. They didn't have the technology we have now about, you know, seeing the fetus and seeing, I mean, the heartbeat and all that. They didn't know that then. They couldn't see it. They couldn't put it on a view scan and show the mother. So now we've we've had all this technology leaps forward and it's and then they're saying, well, that privacy thing kind of falls apart when you're talking about another life, different blood type, different sex. It's not your body, your choice, because it's a different body. So I, I'm pro-life. But again, I don't think that um, that it's going to be catastrophic for those who are pro-choice. But it is a great wedge issue. The Illuminati, they love they, they celebrate on their birthday and they're like, hey, what can we do this year? You know, we, <laughs> we, we, we killed a guy that's been dead for 10 years back in 2010. But uh, now now we can roll out. Uh, this new uh, Hegelian dialectic, and I, I, I just I don't think that uh, the alarm bells going off for the left. You should calm down. You'll still be able to to terminate your young. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, you'll still be able to do that and and use that as for whatever your your purposes are. Feed Moloch, but I, I, the right doesn't need to celebrate or spike the football either because, again, the, the law. And I'll I'll end with this: the law is a pro life person. And I, I come at this as, a, as from the perspective of a warrior. You want to protect the most vulnerable. That should be your instinct as a warrior, to protect the vulnerable. Because uh, somebody doesn't do that, it's not a warrior, that's a thug, right? If you, so that, that's where I come at it from. I just want to protect the most vulnerable. And I don't, I don't see that falling away. I don't see that there's going to be zero abortions or zero. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they're going to roll that back in any way, shape, or form uh, in most states. That's a that I, I didn't look at it that way. That's a good point. Um, I, I think um, even if that does happen, though, right? And um, and a lot of the states. I mean, I think I think you're right. There'll be rollbacks. There won't be zero, but there'll be extreme limit. Like I can see some of these states coming up with with uh, 
very strict limitations. Could be wrong. But Regardless I'm of that. Say, I'm going to say one more thing. What, what I, meant, what I wanted to, the point I wanted to make, Billy, and right. I, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're good, buddy. Come on. The point I wanted to make was I'm not necessarily for new laws as somebody who supports life because it's really about a societal issue. You know, and again, I would ask people that are pro-choice, does, has this made our country better? You know, that, that you can use abortion as birth control, that, that, that an entire generation of Americans are missing. I'm just asking the question, has that made uh, school shootings more likely or less likely? Have we, have we degenerated into a dystopian hellscape because of this, or are we better off? I, I, I just have to I put that question. I'm not for more laws. I just think we, we should have better conversations. We have more education. I'm for pregnancy resource centers and all these things. Uh, more laws and restrictions. I, that's probably not going to solve the problem. But again, we'll just go back. The states already had this power. So we're really where we are already started. from. Um, yeah, conversations aren't going to fix anything at this point, right? <laughs> I, I, I just think people are too triggered. At, it's, it's, it's a very, very like, you know, um, people will take out knives for this issue. You know, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. All right. And even if, there are no major impacts to this. Mark my words, you will see the left, um, you will see CNN reporting on the one or two or three or 10 or 20 people that uh, went and got an underground abortion and they will blow this up, right? Because they, th that person died or, or, you know, or something like that and th they're going to use it and they're going to run with it. Mark my words on that. All right, Charlie Robinson, closing thoughts. It's it's a very divisive issue. Right. Which is exactly why it's been around for as long as it has been because there's no good answer to it and and you can and people get very passionate about that. And and yet once again, it's one more tool that they can use to divide us into smaller and smaller groups. And and that is what you do if you want to keep people from coming together and focusing right. on the the real problems. Get that? I'm not I'm not trying to say that abortion isn't a real problem. It, it's right. it's it's worthy of discussion for sure. But we've been talking about it for five decades now, if not longer. And you, if if the goal is to try to get a consensus on this, it's never going to happen. Right. Some people are going to want it. Some people are going to not want it. But but what definitely will happen is that it will divide us further and further apart from one another till we get to a point where it's like, I can't even live with these people anymore. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want them around me. I, you know, I want a secession or I want to, I want a civil war or something. And I think that at that point, you know, if the goal is to destroy America and hell, I wrote a book about, about it. If that is the goal, then using issues like this, uh, very polarizing topics, weaponizing people's fear and, and anger is, um, is going to be very beneficial for the powerful people up there that are controlling things to keep us fighting with one another. Because look, if we've been fighting for 50 years about this. Uh, they know it works. And it's no surprise that it's being rolled out again. Right, man. It gets to the core of what it is to be human, right? And that's why people are going to argue about it. And, you know, hey. It is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, Steven Casper in the chat hooked us up with 10 bucks. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate that. Um, why don't we just move to Malta? Oh, <laughs> all these elitists seem to do. Let's call it. Knight, you get knighthood. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, hey, man, and, I'm moving to the, one of the Caribbean islands that's offering the citizenship. I'm not moving to Malta. I'm moving to St. Kitts and Nevis. OK, I'm going to go set up. I'm going to go set up a coconut stand in a in a snorkel rental shack down on the beach. That sounds I'll, fantastic. I'll see you there next week. Next week, right here on America Unplugged, Tony, uh, Charlie and I and Don Jeffries will dump blood on each other after <laughs> uh, Charlie earlier today. So tune in for that. Uh, and of course, we're going to come up with our two minute hate uh, for Donald Trump. That might just be me, but I'm cool. Two minutes of hate, ladies and gents, uh, 1984. I'm kidding. Uh, just in case you guys tune in and want to see the two minute hate. If you do want to see the two minute hate, hit me up. We'll do it privately. Um, that'll be dope. Anyhow, regardless of that, man, Charlie Robinson, thank you. Thank you so much for sitting in today, man. We appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Um, uh, well, shouts to Don for not being here, but thank you, uh, Charlie. Um, for, for filling in. We appreciate you, man. What's up? Tell the people where they can find you. You can find uh, macroaggressions in audio format wherever podcasts are available, in video format on Rockfin, Odyssey, Band.video, Iconic, 
And the website is theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at macroaggressions. Did you get all that? Did you get all that? Even if you didn't, just look up some platform. Charlie's probably already there. So don't matter. What is going on, Tony Atterburn? What's up, buddy? I truly appreciate uh, Charlie being here today. And I wanted to uh, shout out to Don. I, you know, prayers to him and his family. Today's the memorial service for his brother. God bless. And, uh, you know, lost to medical malpractice. And uh, he's covered that here. And so uh, our prayers, uh, thoughts, and uh, we'll hopefully see him back uh, next week. Uh, Arterburn.news is my website. I'm working on Donald Jeffries.media. We, uh, Don's going to have a new website here pretty soon because of the good folks on Rockfin donating. I'm taking that and putting it into. Uh, to a one consolidated website for for the great Donald Jeffrey, so he can finally have everything in one place. Uh, so donaldjeffries.media very soon. Uh, anyway, um, wisewolf.golden is if you want to give Charlie credit, go to macroaggressions.gold and uh, buy some gold and silver from Wise Wolf, and we'll uh, we'll send a check to Charlie Robinson. Fantastic! I'll All take right, it. My name. What's up, buddy? I said I'll take it. We we, we got to move to the Caribbean, man. <laughs> He's <Gotta> coconut <laughs> uh, company isn't going to pay for itself. <laughs> Right, right, right. My name is Billy Ray Valentability, kid. Hey, go check me over at the infinitefringe.podbeam.com or the infinite fringe on Apple Podcast. You know the deal. Uh, I haven't put up anything in two weeks, but I, I will today or tomorrow, hopefully. Every time I say that, it doesn't work out, but it's happening soon. Okay. Uh, and uh, that is it, man. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. We'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all y'all. All right. Bye bye.